The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guys Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins, Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think and feel and, who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights from the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. And this week's show is no exception. It's the last week of 2021, and I'm sure we want to turn the page to 2022. So I brought back, instead of doing a rebroadcast, I decided to bring back two guests that I thought could make a very good comp- uh, contribution this week. One is Susan Chomsky. She's an award-winning author. She was on our show before, and she discussed the uh, Beatle book, Maharishi and Me, or the Beatles, when they went to India and spent time with the Maharishi and got uh, inspiration to do a lot of the songs on the White Album. She's got a new book. It's called Prosperity, Meditations, Everyday Practices to Create an Abundant Life. And she gives a lot of uh, uh, simple ways of affirmations and meditations that help us attract abundance, success, wealth, and creativity. And who wouldn't want to learn how to create more abundance in our lives in 2022? So we've got Susan Chomsky. We've also got the return of Leonard Perlmutter. His book is called Your Conscience, the Key to Unlock Limitless Wisdom and Creativity and Solve All Life's Challenges. And it's all about learning to work with your conscience to do the right thing, because so often, particularly nowadays with the fear-mongerings out there, that we, we react instead of using our conscience to make the right decision that really reflects who we are as people. So we're going to talk about National Conscience Month, which is coming up in January with Leonard Perlmutter. Okay, that's our show for today. I also want to get back to a... Uh, a blog post I wrote, a two-part blog post about ways to get unstuck. We talked about how men in particular, uh, as they age, can kind of get set in their ways. And I think we've all, we all know people like that. And it's not anybody's fault. It's just what happens. People get uh, kind of, they get into habits and they just do them over and over again. So I laid out six ways to kind of help get unstuck. The first three were about um, getting outdoors more, uh, learning new things, and then looking inside with uh, modalities like uh, meditation. So the other three, which is in part two, and it's on my website, robertmanny, M-A-N-N-I.com, the other three tips are, one, beware and be mindful of what we consume. That means food, media, music, news, whatever. Anything we bring to us and consume becomes us. So really try to do your best to be mindful about what you consume. You'll find some habits that you might not be too proud of. (laughs) You might want to tweak a little bit. And the best way to do that is keep a journal on whatever. I kept a journal on my food for a couple of years, and it really helped me find some uh, foods that weren't that good for me that I really craved, and I got them kind of managed from there. So keeping a journal is very helpful. Two, um, taking back your energy. A lot of times in life we run into people who we feel drained after we deal with them, and it could even have an imprint of us in the future. So uh, it's important to learn how to, one, take back your energy, and number two, send back your energy to those people who you may feel have taken some from you unwantingly, unwittingly maybe, 
but and unintentionally, but maybe they have. And also you might have taken on energy from other people that you don't want. So I give you some ways of dealing with that in the blog post. Uh, most importantly, it's about intention, identifying those people and then calling back your energy and sending energy back to them. And the third and final way, but there's lots more um, that but I mentioned in uh, my blog post is to consider uh, the other person's opinion more. Uh, we're in a day and age where we just are told what to think, what to do, and there's not enough critical thinking being uh, inspired and motivated for us to have and enough, uh, not enough debate on the issues. It's this way or that way, and that comes a lot of it from the mass media where we're pretty much told what to do. So those are six tips I have about how to get unstuck, a good practice to get into as we move into 2022. So Guys Guys Radio, final show of the year. It's a good one, so let's get to our interviews right now. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, I have a very special guest for you today. She's a return guest. I think it's a third time on Guys Guys Radio, so we love to have her back here. Her name is Susan Shumsky, and she is a well-known writer. I mean, she's amazing. She dedicates her life to helping others take command of their lives in powerful and positive ways. She's an award-winning, best-selling author of over more than 20 books, including... Instant Healing, The Big Book of Chakras, Chakra Healing, and The Third Eye Meditations. She's a pioneer in the human potential field and has taught meditation, prayer, affirmations, and intuition worldwide for over 50 years. She's also co-founder of Divine Revelation, a unique technology for contacting the divine presence, hearing and testing the inner voice, and receiving divine guidance. Her latest book is called Prosperity Meditations. And it's all about everyday practices to create an abundant life. And it reminds us that being on a spiritual path does not mean we need to be poor. Susan introduces a fresh new attitude about money and how to draw money and wealth into our lives in a really positive way. And, you know, wouldn't the world be a better place if spiritual people or any people for that matter uh, who aspire to have a, a better life could have access to limitless wealth? All right. Susan Chomsky, welcome back to Guys Guys Radio. Good to see you. Well, I'm just really excited to be here with you today. Fantastic. Well, let's uh, let's get it on uh, in terms of uh, your book and the things that are happening out there, because you're a spiritual teacher, and um, I want to get your take on a few topics, as well as talking about this book about prosperity meditation. So let's start out with a kind of a big picture question that's been on everybody's mind, Susan. You know, with the new world economy, a volatile stock market, uh, exploding real estate prices, and um, the emerging cryptocurrency, the divide between rich and poor in the world has never been greater and in the country. And the average American has never been more awash with debt as right now. It's a crazy time. Is there a spiritual reason for all this happening right now? I think that the reason why chaos is going on around us is so that it will force us to go within and to become more introspective, which is really what is happening, especially with the pandemic. People have had to reevaluate their lives. They've had to prioritize what is really the most important thing to me. What are my true values? Because true prosperity is really about understanding and realizing your true values, 
the things that are most important to you. And those often are not necessarily associated with money or wealth. Often those values are more abstract. You uh, think, uh, so this is all, what's happening now seems to be all for a reason. Is there a kind of a, a uh, resetting going on as people talk about, some people talk about it in a good way, other people talk about it in a negative way where just the, the uh, elite, if you will, are just going to take everything and nobody's going to own everything. Or is this reset going to collapse the system and uh, something new will reemerge that creates some chaos initially, but ultimately becomes better for everyone? What's your take? You know, the people have the power. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a silly thing, power to the people, you know. But the reality is that we're creating our own destiny moment by moment, both individually and collectively. So we have all of the power and we're creating what's happening in the world through our every thought, our every word and our every deed. So the reality is that things are going to get better because people are not going to stand for oppression. They're not going to stand for lack of freedom. And I think people are already rebelling uh, to some degree or another. And we have to create our own destiny and it, we have to create a positive outcome. And the most important issues I think are ecology. I think the most important thing for us to do is to make sure that we have a place to live. Right. <laughs> and if we continue with the way things have been going, we won't have one. This earth will no longer be a habitable environment. So, you know, I think we have to priority, prioritize what is most vital and most urgent in our world. Okay, let's uh, let's get into that. Uh, the book, it's a lot of it is about meditations and mantras and affirmations. So, how? What are some steps that people can take to uh, go inside to find out their um, life's purpose, if you will? Well, life purpose is something that I think is really essential. It's the fundamental uh, thing that we have to find in order to be happy. And happiness will attract prosperity. So what is it that is our true heart's desire? Well, there are some ways to figure that out. One way would be to think about what you aspired to as a child. What was in your heart uh, when you were a younger person, when you didn't sell out, when you actually had ideals and hopes and dreams and aspirations uh, as a youth? So that is something we can look at. And then also in my book, Prosperity Meditations, I have something called the unlimited thinking exercise. And that is a way for you to uh, find out what is your true divine purpose and your true divine power. <clears throat> okay. And uh, go ahead. So uh, if you ask yourself the question, uh, what would I do if I had unlimited money, unlimited power, unlimited helpers, uh, if, I, if I absolutely could not fail, if I had unlimited health, unlimited time, if I had unlimited resources, 
what would I do with my life in that situation? And then uh, make a list of all the things that you would do if you were in that amazing situation where you had unlimited everything. Uh, don't think about necessarily what you would buy or what toys you would <laughs> acquire. More importantly would be what would you do with your time? What would you do day by day? And when you contemplate that, what you'll find is something will emerge and that something is your true mission, your true purpose, that which you have been born to do. You know, when it's, the good news is um, you teach meditation and the good news is that more and more people are participating in this wonderful practice. But that said, so many people struggle with their practices. They've given up. Uh, often they claim that they don't have the time or they have trouble quieting their mind. What are your thoughts about this? And what are people doing wrong when they meditate? Well, the whole idea of quieting their mind and blanking their mind and all of that sort of thing, uh, that's an impossible path to go on. So just forget that. Uh, people have ideas about meditation that are not true. Uh, the easiest way for anyone to meditate is to do what I call guided meditation. Guided meditation is the practice that is in my book, Prosperity Meditations. And guided meditation is just following the instructions step by step. So really, I call it the do nothing program. Do nothing, nothing, and less than nothing. And the less you do, the better it works. So the do nothing program means just follow the guided meditation step by step. You will be told what to do in every step of the meditation. Now, obviously, Prosperity Meditations is a book, but it's also an audio book. And the audio book will help people to be able to uh, listen to the instructions step by step to take them into the, the meditations that are in the book. By the way, the book isn't just meditations. It's also affirmations, prayers, mantras. So uh, you can actually read those from the book as well as the meditations and the meditations take you into a deep meditative state. So uh, what I recommend actually is to read the book audibly onto a device uh, and then uh, just sit comfortably, start your device, uh, close your eyes, and go deep into the meditation, allow your own voice to guide you into the deep meditative state. So that's what I recommend is that you make an audio file out of the meditations that you wanna practice in the book. And then that guided step by step by step, every moment you'll be guided what to do, what to do, what to do. And that then all of a sudden you're meditating. You didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to have any skill or any training or any special uh, special uh, magic powers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, all you need to do is just listen to the guided meditation. Now, I um, let's, fo let's follow up on that because you mentioned, you know, that's not important to quiet your mind. I, I would have to, I need to follow up on that because I learned how to meditate via um, Fritz's Smith is zero balancing. And then I had a problem because I had a cassette tape. And I had nowhere to play it. So fortunately, I had kind of memorized the, the practice and the steps. So I do uh, get to a place when I do it on my own. I don't have to listen to it anymore because I, I can't, frankly. But 
I get to a place where, you know, if a thought comes by, it's like a cloud in the sky just drifts by. So my, my mind is being, is quieting. I'm not trying to quiet my mind, but my mind is quieting. And then I get into a space where I feel I have more of a connection with uh, source and spirit, if you will. And if I ask a question, I get an answer. Now I don't, um, I don't question it and saying, oh, it's just me talking to myself. I actually know that the voice coming through may sound like me, but the message is, is my con- from my connection with source. Could you respond to that to help our listeners and viewers? Absolutely. And what that means is you're a very good meditator, <laughs> an excellent meditator who has mastered the practice. Not only did you master the practice of meditation, you've also mastered the practice of intuition because you've been asking and receiving guidance and that guidance is coming to you and you're trusting it. So you are a very good meditator. For people who are just beginning, however, it's frustrating for them because they think they have to quiet their mind. They think they have to make some effort. They think they have to concentrate. They have to blank their mind, all those things Uh, are erroneous simply because that's really not the way to get into that state of deep meditation. Uh, Like I say, the easiest way is the guided meditation. And by the way, you were doing guided meditation. Yes. Uh, Yes. You had learned it through a guided meditation and then you remembered the steps. And so you started doing it on your own. Mm. Uh, Um, So, but there are many ways to meditate and, and all of them are wonderful. So I want, don't want to discount other methods. I just want to say that I, I believe personally that the easiest way for beginners is to do guided meditation because okay. you don't have to right. do well, anything. What do you think, Susan, of the folks? And many people say this, I, I, I don't have the time. Now, you, you, some people would say, even if you're just taking a walk, you can be in a meditative state. You've, you're out in nature. You just you don't have to like just be reacting to all the problems in the world or or the, you know, the things we have to do every day, you can just go for your walk and relax. That That's a form of meditation or maybe going for a run. Um, you're out there and after about two or three miles, you get your endorphins going and you're, you're just part of everything. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, and your response to people who say they don't have the time to meditate? I think that they can't afford not to meditate. That's, that's my belief. I think it's really on your priority list, it should be number one (laughs) because it's going to keep you healthy. It's going to keep you happy. It's going to keep you smiling and it's going to give you great joy in your life and uh, really vital. It's vital for your health, for your well-being, mental and physical health. Mental health is a big issue now with the pandemic that we've had for the last two years. Uh, People are really suffering and we don't need to suffer. Meditation is a way to remove suffering from our lives. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a great point. And that's one of the byproducts of this pandemic. You know, there's, there's so much arguing about um, some specific things we won't get into, but the byproduct of the pandemic has been, I think is going to be an increase if there hasn't been already in, in people having more anxiety, more stress, mental illness, et cetera. And you layer the debt on top of that, that a lot of people are accruing now, just everyday people. And it's just, you know, how much, it's almost a test, how much can people take before they start to really uh, push back? And fortunately, there is some pushing back going on. Um, let's see what, 
what areas it continues with. Um, let's talk about the book a little bit more um, because it's a very good book. My special guest is Susan Chomsky. The book is called Prosperity Meditations, Everyday Practices to Create an Abundant Life. And you know, part of it is about spiritual people always needing more money, but it's, it's for everyday people. It's for all of us that uh, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Susan, a, a lot of us, we're always chasing and we're trained in our culture to chase things. And I was having this conversation with my wife yesterday. She said, I know you're a go-getter and you're good at it and you did it your whole corporate career, but now is the time, keep doing what you're doing, but you want to attract, you want to learn how to attract things to you and allow them, learn how to receive, learn how to allow. Could you talk about that a little bit for our uh, audience, please? I think you brought up a really wonderful point. Um, I studied for two decades with a guru named Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. He was the guru of the Beatles. And his uh, one of his little sayings that he would often say was, do less and accomplish more. Do nothing and accomplish everything. And uh, what he was talking about really is to go into a deep state of meditation and thereby gain great inner strength and inner power and then come out of meditation and your activity then will be very dynamic and you'll be very effective in your everyday life. So uh, yes, uh, when we are in, more in touch with our true nature, more in touch with natural law, more in touch with the universe, whatever you want to call it, with our, with our true self, with the divine presence within us, then we gain greater merit, shall we say. We, we are more in tune and thereby we attract good into our lives. Uh, you know, we create our own destiny through every thought, every word, and every deed. Lord Buddha said, and this is really a stunning statement, I think. Lord Buddha said in the very first verse of the first chapter of the Dhammapada, which is the most important scripture in Buddhism, he said, all that we are is the result of what we have thought. That's an amazing thing. All that we are is the result of what we have thought. And then he goes on to say, if a person speaks or acts with a pure thought, then happiness follows him or her. If a person speaks or acts with an impure thought, then unhappiness follows him or her. So what he's saying, in essence, is that we create our own destiny and our own reality through every thought, every word, and every deed. And that is moment by moment day by day. So we're absolutely 100% responsible for everything that happens to us. In fact, nothing ever happens to us. We only happen to ourselves. So we're creating that. And, you know, Jesus said something very similar. He said, we are not defiled by what we put into our mouths. We're defiled by what comes out of our mouths. So in other words, he's also saying that we're creating our destiny through the words that we say, through what we speak. So it's very important for us to begin to change our habits and to begin to speak and think and act in positive, powerful ways. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a great point. And uh, it's a great segue to the, the next question, which is a lot of people, when they learn to, uh, they're working with manifesting and they, they want certain things and they're working on drawing things in. And 
a, a lot of times these things are in their field, but they are having, they're seeing them as coming to them or out there, but not as they have them. Um, what is the, and I think that happens a lot. What is the, is that true? Number one. And two, if so, what is the methodology that people who they're aware enough to know that everything is possible and everything out there is in their field. It's a matter of removing blockages and bringing it all the way in instead of just out of reach. Uh, there's a couple things I want to say about that. First of all, our speech, the way we speak. If we are always speaking in future tense, then that's things will never come to us in the present. <laughs> if we're saying affirmations like, I will this, I will that, this will happen. Yeah, okay, fine. It'll happen maybe in the future. Mm -hmm. However, if we say affirmations like, I am, I am happy, I am healthy, I am secure, I am protected. I am wealthy, I am strong, I am powerful. When we say things, uh, always use present tense whenever you're speaking an affirmation and whenever you're speaking a prayer, always present tense. That's one thing. But also uh, just having the attitude that, uh, that it is possible for you to demonstrate this right here right now and but, but i have to say speech is so powerful it is so powerful the manifestation aspect of speech is just incredible and that's the reason why i wrote books like instant healing um instant healing or earth energy meditations a third eye meditations those books are all filled with affirmative uh, prayers and affirmations that we can say that have instant results. Uh, it's amazing how speech produces an instant result. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling worried, if you're frustrated and things are not working for you, if you say a positive statement, immediately your attitude's going to change. And your attitude is creating your destiny. All that we are is the result of what we have thought. Great point. And it all comes into a play in your book when you talk about the also the prosperity consciousness. So the name of the book is Prosperity Meditations, Everyday Practices to Create an Abundant Life. Great job, Susan Shumsky. There's so much in it. There's a lot of affirmations. There's a lot of mantras. There's a lot of working with every aspect of your life, including your health, your wealth, your well-being, your, well your outlook and just living your best life. So thank you so much for your work, Susan. Could you tell everybody where they can find out more about you? The book drops on January 14th, I believe, 2022. So it's around the bend. You can pre-order it, pre it now. But where can people find out more about you, Susan? Well, I have a couple of websites. One is drsusan.org. That's drsusan.org. And then I also have another great website, Divine Travels. Dot com. That's travels is plural. That's uh, D-I-V-I-N-E-T-R-A-V-E-L-S dot com. So right. that's where you can find out about what I do. 
All right. Great job. Terrific book. I'm really enjoying it. I'm practicing, practicing, practicing and having fun with it because when we're on our spiritual path and we're doing things like meditation, I myself, I've been, I've meditated every morning at 6 a.m. for the past year. It's made an incredible difference, positive changes in my life and my health as a reflecting uh, reflection of it, um, just feel fantastic and full of energy. And uh, I thank people like you for doing all the teaching out there that teaching us to like look inside and have a better life on the out- outside. So thank you, Susan Shumsky. Please come back to Guys Guys Radio and keep doing the great work you're doing. Thanks so much for inviting me. All right. Okay, uh, we've got a return guest to Guys Guys Radio, one of my favorite folks. Um, his name is Leonard Perlmutter. He uh, founded the American Meditation Institute, and he's author of the book we discussed a few weeks ago, Your Conscience, the Key to Unlock Limitless Wisdom and Creativity and Solve All of Life's Challenges. He's got an amazing background. Um, he created this American Meditation Institute, and he's developed what's called the uh, National Conscience month which is every january and i think this is the third or fourth year he's doing it so i want to have him back on the show and we'll talk about that so welcome back to guys guys radio leonard perlmutter thank you robert it's wonderful to be back so let's talk a little bit about um, national conscience month and what is it why is it important uh why did you start doing it you know it was an idea that uh, it was in the back of my mind for about uh, 15 years and finally, uh, at the end of uh, 2019, I decided to, uh, to jump into the pool and, and just establish National Conscience Month. It's so interesting that the conscience is so important because it's the only function of the mind that makes decisions for us. And yet, uh, we've never really been taught about it uh, in school as a real skill, which is is needed uh, drastically today in the face of all the contention that's going on with all sorts of uh, different groups, one against the other. And so it's an opportunity on all levels, uh, color war aside, it <laughs> uh, doesn't matter whether you're red or you're blue or, or whatever, it, it's beyond politics. It's really all about common sense and making the best choices we can possibly make so that everyone can experience a happy, healthy, joyful life. So during uh, National Conscience Month, what actually, what, what happens? Are there events? Um, is just, is it an awareness to be more mindful of your decisions you make throughout the day? Well, how does it work? What's your goal? The goal is to start a national conversation. We're going to be having on January 6th, a webinar uh, talking about experiments, how to experiment. Now, I know it's very uh, popular and familiar to everybody that once that calendar uh, turns from December to January, people start thinking about making New Year's resolutions. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, what I'm suggesting is through National Conscience Month, you don't have to make a resolution that maybe you'll keep and maybe you won't. But instead of a resolution, I'm suggesting an experiment. So an experiment is not forever. 
It's just an experiment to see if it benefits me physically, mentally, emotionally. So it's shorter term, but guaranteed to bring happiness and contentment to us and pleasure on some level because the action that we take has the endorsement of the conscience. Now, it seems like in our day to day lives, Leonard, uh, we live, most people live, and it's not pointing the finger at them. This is just how we're kind of programmed, it's very reactive. Something yeah. comes up and we react. Something comes up and we react. Now we're at the point where it feels to me like we're actually being told this is what the information is. You, we're not being asked to think critically even anymore. So how how does the uh, average person who's getting bombarded with this, you're supposed to think this way and this is the way it is and that's it. And it's not about discussion of both sides. It's about just that's it. And maybe the other side says the same thing, but we're really being told it's this or it's that kind of pick your choice. Throughout the day, we're faced with making a, a, a plethora of uh, decisions. How can regular everyday people um invoke their conscience to make these correct decisions and to kind of step away from being told what to do, what to think, and how to act. Well, you bring up an excellent point right away. Uh, And that is that people try the best that they can. I, I, I I definitely believe that. In every situation, I think that everybody tries the best that they can. I believe the real problem that we have in our culture and in our civilization is a lack of proper education. I, I, I went to school just like everybody uh, went to, to certain a number of grades, but the only thing that we were ever asked to do was to memorize something. So we would memorize as best we could, uh, and then we were tested on it, and, and then we, we got a grade. And if we uh, got good grades, to a certain extent, over multiple tests, maybe we got a degree. But nobody has taught us to think critically. And yet our thoughts are our most valuable resource because thoughts lead to action, whether it's verbal or physical. And all actions we know lead to consequences. So everybody wants the same consequence. On some level, no matter how you define it, everybody wants to experience happiness. Everybody wants to experience security. Everybody wants to experience good health. So the question is, how are we going to get to point B from point A when we don't have a business plan? Nobody has taught us in any school, college, or university how to make a business plan for using our mind, our most powerful instrument. And that's when habit kicks in and the reptilian brain, and fear. And so people act out of those very basic emotions. So when we're making a decision, I mean, last time we talked about, should I have that second piece of chocolate pie or something? Let's do another one. Let's make it a decision. Should I, should I uh, rent this apartment or, or not? Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. you go through the blocking and tackling of it, like what's the rent? Can I afford it? Mm-hmm. What's the view look like? You know, does what's the amenities? All of that kind of stuff. But when it gets down to it, we want to tap into our conscience. How do we approach it from a critical thinking point of view? Besides just the um, linear left brain aspects of it. Well, we have we have to uh, 
coordinate the different functions of the mind. So, as I mentioned, only the conscience can make the decision, but we have advisors. We have these lobbyists, namely the ego, the senses, and the unconscious mind. They have limited perspectives. They're often wrong, but they're never in doubt. They're loud, they're pushy, they're insistent. They create a tremendous amount of noise. So when they create a tremendous amount of noise, lobbying for their limited perspective to be adopted because they're looking for pleasure and they want to eliminate pain, what happens is the conscience is limited in its capacity to make a decision. And what what occurs is that the conscience will simply rubber stamp the loudest voice it can hear. So in school, we've not learned techniques to quiet the ego, quiet the senses, and quiet the unconscious mind. So then the conscience can reflect superconscious wisdom from the superconscious portion of the mind to provide us the perfect thought to think, word to speak, and action to take that will allow each of us in our own way to fulfill the purpose of our lives without pain. Okay. So how did you, you have a very storied background and you, you're called Ram, uh, Ram Lev. You spent a lot of time in India. You are a leader of the conscious movement. Um, you've written this wonderful book, The Key to Unlock Limitless, Limitless Wisdom and Creativity and Solve All of Life's Challenges. How did, how did, what was your personal journey? How did you get to become uh, deemed Ram Lev? How, how, what, what inspired you to go to India and just follow the path of the life that you've chosen, Leonard? Well, I decided to, to ultimately go to India, really, uh, as a way of thanking my teacher for all the gifts and teachings that he gave me through his books and to wish him a bon voyage because I knew that he was very sick and he was close to dying. That was the only reason that I went to India. Uh, otherwise, uh, I would never have found it necessary to go outside my upstate New York home mm-hmm. uh, because I believe that everything that we really need comes to us in the relationships that we develop. Uh, but I went to say goodbye and share my appreciation for the tools that he has provided me in making life's choices. And who who was that and how long did you stay? That was Swami Rama uh, and he had a summer home in Pennsylvania and I did visit him often uh, during uh, the time that I knew him. Uh, and we went for a month, that's all, just for a month to go to India. And uh, we studied with him. We offered our appreciation. Uh, and then we came back. How, how long, what was your uh, impetus to uh, get involved in uh, kind of the spiritual side, the spiritual journey in life, the spiritual unfoldment? I mean, you grew up in uh, some area of New York, and then uh, you obviously were inspired to follow the path you followed and excelled at, uh, what was the tipping point there? What happened, if anything? You know, I've always, I've always uh, been philosophically 
directed and spiritually directed since I was a young child. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this uh, before to you, uh, but uh, I was I was about five years old, maybe four. We were summering in upstate New York at a at a very lovely lake, Lake Luzerne, uh, north of Albany. And we were with my grandfather was staying the whole family was an extended family. And there were only two people that were up before the crack of dawn, and that was me and my grandfather. Everybody else slept late, but I was always an early riser. And I would always, as soon as I woke up, I would run down to his room. And invariably, he was praying in his room. And one day, when I opened the door and I saw him praying, my eye spotted on his nightstand a glass with water in it, and in the water were his false teeth. So I looked at uh, uh, the glass of false teeth, and I looked at my grandfather praying back and forth, back and forth, and I said to him, Papa, that's what I called him, Papa, I said, uh, why didn't you put your teeth in first before you started praying? And he looked at me, and he used to call me Lenny. He said, Lenny, first you pray, then you put your teeth in. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I knew that he was right. I knew that this was very important uh, uh, knowledge. And it wasn't just about the false teeth. It wasn't just about my grandfather. It was about priorities in life and making the right choice. And, and, and from that experience, I experienced a scent. I like to call it a scent, sort of like a bloodhound. And in different situations going forward in my life, I would smell that familiar scent of spiritual truth. And that really motivated me. That's, that's amazing. And it just kept on working like that. Mm-hmm. Now, you're uh, obviously an expert and excel at at meditation, and so many people out there are waking up and beginning to meditate or meditating more deeply. For myself, I meditated sporadically over the years, and then I had uh, some uh, uh, health issues, and I decided I'm going to meditate every day. I started getting up at 6 a.m., meditate. First was 15 minutes. Now it's about 40 minutes. And sometimes I wake up, I'm woken up, it feels like, at like 4 a.m., and it's like, get up and meditate. And I'm like, I don't want to go back to sleep. No, get up. There's this voice in my head, this knowing, like, get up and now, now. And I figured, well, maybe I'm going to get some type of download or whatever. So I get up and meditate. It's always wonderful. And I have found that um, my life has become so much better over the past year uh, be- due to meditation. Can you uh, elaborate on what I've said? Because I think it's so important for people, particularly guys, because uh, I'm a boomer guy and you're a boomer guy. And so many guys, uh, they get stuck. And uh, I've told my friends, I said, you, yeah, have you meditated? You try meditation because it really makes the world a difference and it helps get us unstuck. Uh, invariably, when I have a, a class, I'll, I'll ask how many can we have a show of hands? How many of you meditate uh, every day? And a certain number of people raise their hand. And I remind them that that's not really true because everybody meditates every day. Anytime that we are engaged in anything that we love, it could be an ice cream cone, it could be a wonderful book, 
It could be a fantastic movie. Uh-huh. It could be uh, the act of sex. Anything that we say, oh, I love that, what happens? What happens to the energy of the mind? Automatically, in that experience, the energy of the mind is focused. Automatically. And we feel wonderful, don't we? We even say, oh, I love that book. I love that person. I love that movie. But it's not the object. It's the fact that the energy of the mind has become focused. So what meditation helps us to do is learn how to focus the mind at will, at one object, so that we don't need that book to, to make us feel happy and full. We don't need the movie. We don't need that sex. We don't need that uh, a second slice of apple pie. We are already fullness and bliss and wisdom, having a human experience. So meditation helps us to train the mind at will. Any place, any time, any circumstance, we can experience that same wonderful feeling. Yeah, it seems like, um, for me at least, I, I'm kind of now witnessing things more. I don't get triggered as quickly because I think what's happening based on what you just said is my I'm going I'm into like muscle memory in terms of how to uh, witness and experience life. So I don't get myself as wound up as much as I used to on things or overreact to things because I figured I look at them, I use your four-pronged effort, the body, the unconscious, the conscious, and the ego. And I think it's kind of working on its own kind of like an engine underneath the hood. So I don't well, that's have what to... happens because, okay. because we, we create global skills. Human beings are great at creating habits. We do that quite naturally. And and that's exactly what you're saying. You've created okay. a global skill. So it does become a new way of being in the world. Um, an important question, we talked about it briefly before uh, going on air, that I want to ask is that it seems to me that there is some type of a an attack or a war on human conscience right now, where we're being pitted against each other, whether it's the election and now it's the pandemic and critical thinking is not uh, allowed in either case, you're either this or you're that. And um, I think, you know, the white hats and the black hats, if you will, both want us fighting for different agendas. I'll leave it at that and put it on your plate. What do you have to say about that? Well, I think that, uh... I believe that we have to acknowledge the fact that human beings like to argue. Human beings like to fight. So let's take a look at human beings for a moment. Human beings are essentially animals, aren't we? We're essentially animals. But because we have learned that if we rely exclusively on animal instinct, we are going to suffer. We are going to experience more pain. And so intuitively, we know that we have access through the conscience to a greater wisdom that can help grow us from the animal through the human into divine beings, which is our essential nature. And this story plays out from time to time in history. It, it's, it's, 
It's part and parcel of the human story. But it's it's built in. And so the question is, what do you want to experience? Because it's up to each of us. We are our deepest driving desires. As our deepest driving desire is, so is our will. As our will is, so becomes our deed. As our deed comes about, that creates our destiny. So what is our destiny? What destiny do we want? Do we really want to be happy? Do we really want to be healthy? Are we really truthful with ourselves that we want to be secure? If that be the case, then the smartest thing that anybody, regardless of what color your side you're on, if you're on red or you're on blue or whatever color, it doesn't matter. You can become colorblind because the key is your conscience, which will provide you the best wisdom that will bring you the happiness, the health, and the security that you desire. Fantastic. Okay. Ram Lev, my friend Leonard Perlmutter, where can uh, people find out more and participate in National Conscious Month and your, uh, your work? And also, your, uh, I think you have a weekly meditation group. I want to experience that myself. Um, tell everybody where we can all learn more and participate. Well, National Conscience Month has its own website. It's consciencemonth.org, consciencemonth.org. And as I mentioned previously, I teach at the American Meditation Institute, and our website is americanmeditation.org, americanmeditation.org. And on the homepage, you can get a a free link to a Sunday meditation every Sunday from 9.30 to 11 Eastern time. And if even if you can't be there, if you just get the link and you register, you can get a free recording of the guided meditation and the philosophical conversation that followed, just this similar, very similar to the conversation that you and I have had today, Robert. Fantastic. Well, you're always welcome on Guys Guys Radio. Thank you for all the wonderful work you're doing. And I hope to see you again and happy holidays. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, what a terrific set of interviews with Susan Shumsky and Leonard Perlmutter. What did we learn? I think from Susan we learned that um, it is possible to bring in and create and attract more prosperity into our lives, and it's important to do meditations, to do affirmations, and to really get quiet and uh, learn to allow the blessings to come to you, learn to receive it's not just about wanting, it's about learning how to receive, because all that good stuff is out there. It's out in that universal energy field. Anything you can think of is, is already out there. It's just a matter of us bringing it in. So to do that, you have to have the right intention, and you have to be passionate about it, and you have to just be in the moment when you do your meditation or affirmations. From Leonard Perlmutter, we talked about conscience again and how important it is for 
us to use our conscience as our moral compass to help us make decisions in everyday life and learn to get it to the point where our conscience is like muscle memory trained. So with every decision we make dealing with ourselves and other people, we're, we're doing the right thing based on our own personal values. We're not just reacting. We're not reacting with fear. We're not just listening to the media tell us, do this or do that. We're using critical thinking and we're being mindful and we're making decisions that are right for us and right for everybody else. So Leonard Perlmutter, National Conscious Month, keep it in mind, is in January. You get learn more about that as we discussed with Leonard. Guys, guys, radio, we're here for you every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific time on KCAA in Southern California, 102.3, 106.5 FM, 1050 AM. The podcast and my YouTube post worldwide on Thursdays. The Guys Guys Radio rebroadcast from KCAA uh, posts every Sunday at 6 p.m. Um, if you want to support me and uh, the, the content I bring you and also the guests I bring you, then just please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just look up Robert Manny on YouTube. Just hit subscribe and you can listen to whatever you want. Just subscribe. That helps us. And also to our uh, Apple podcast. It's a big thing if you subscribe there also. So thank you. Um, going forward into uh, 2022, I first want to thank my team, Chris Marcello, my producer. She's fantastic. Thank you for always having my back and doing a great job. Thank you, Ryan Gilpatrick. He's been with me for years. He does. He's done a lot of production for me and uh, some voiceover work and also a lot of strategy. Thank you both. I want to thank all my guests. There's like 600 people I've interviewed over the years, and we've got lots more. We've got a ton of great guests coming up for 2022. So please hang with us because we're growing and growing and things are going really well. And most of all, I want to thank you, my audience, for being with me all this time. It's just been amazing. I'm very honored, and I, I hope you'll stick with me and bring other people along for the ride starting in 2022. You can also uh, catch my content on robertmanny.com. So there's 300 blog posts about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. You can also download three free chapters of my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. It's a rom-com about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. It's been called the male successor to Sex in the City. The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. You can pick it up on Amazon or wherever you buy your books, digitally or physical form. Um, and I'm all over social media. So catch up with me on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, wherever. And again, I want to thank not just my team and my guests, but most of all, I want to thank you, my listeners, my audience, and for helping me make this show possible. I love bringing great guests along. I love learning from the guests. I love bringing you new information. I'm going to keep doing it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you around the bend in 2022. And until then, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>